Congratulations, you found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. And special guest, and special guest, Alyssa Mann, the queen of romance. Kayla Saxon, the queen of new releases. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. Whose dog are we talking about today? Remember how when I first got Echo, like for the first two weeks, Echo wouldn't sleep through the night. I wasn't getting very much sleep myself. And everything was just like when you have a new baby at home, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you don't know, but you no, do. No, I don't. I know. And you it's do. just me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm sure you probably went through this when you first got your dog, Annabelle. Yeah. You just don't get very much sleep for the first week or two mm-hmm. because everybody's adjusting, yada, yada. Well, my mom just started watching my son's dogs on a regular basis because he moved into an apartment that he can't have them. This is what she texted me just now. I, I just read it because she texted me when we were driving up here. Oh, my God, I need sleep worse than I thought. Making spaghetti, browned hamburger meat and onions and spices, added spaghetti sauce, except I dumped an entire jar of paste hot bacani sauce instead of <laughs> oh, no! spaghetti sauce. spaghetti sauce too it's gonna be soupier but hopefully it's oh edible no. it's awful. there is the origin story of mexican spaghetti <laughs> we have one small dog story martha met my dog today i did my I... dog is a special girl she's very very scared of everyone and did she love me she did because Martha not only is very good to dogs, but she also came prepared with treats in her hands. <laughs> in my pockets, uh-uh. in my purse. And Annabelle was ready to go. She was like, like, treats? You smell delicious. And then when she realized they were in Martha's bag, she kept trying to put her face in Martha's bag. <laughs> She's like, it's right there. It's right there. So now I can tell the story that Alyssa's dog loved me and sat on my lap the first uh-huh. time. And my dog hates a lot of people, so that's a big accomplishment. So you see, <laughs> she's the queen. You really are. I know. I mean, my dog loves you. <laughs> she hates me so much. She loves she you. She <laughs> looked for you for so long after you that left so on funny. Thursday. She was like just a half like... an hour. And she was like whining, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, and she like ran around. She went and kind of looked at the porch. She went to the she front door. She me. She's yeah. like, where'd she go? Bonnie sent me a picture when I got home. She texted, and there's Echo standing by the door. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was looking for you. <sighs> the only one that she loves that much is my hot neighbor. Because her, Yeah, her butt wiggles like that for him, too. <laughs> well, at least she's got good taste. I've seen him without his shirt on. <laughs> it's summer now. He doesn't have to wear a shirt ever again until like what November. I know, right? <laughs> Just tell him from now on, you're not allowed to walk your dog unless you're shirtless. Could you make that happen? Yeah, do it. And she even knows his name now. What's his name? But we still have to call him Hot Neighbor though, because yeah, it just won't be the same. His name's Wesley. Well, I mean, it goes right in with the Kayla's book that I'm doing face. this week. Kayla's making a face like, no, nah, I don't know. Appro- Why Hell don't no. you like the name Wesley? I don't know. You don't know. Why? It's just a feeling you yeah. get? <laughs> it looks to kill you. We, we saw how she looks at people. In fact, Ron and I were talking about this. I don't know why it came up. Oh, because um, there was somebody on the J- Jimmy Fallon show last night. She's an actress and they were showing a clip from her movie. And she was getting after some guy who she, I don't remember what movie it was, but she was telling him off because she wanted her turn to speak during the council meeting. And he flew her off and then answered a phone call and started talking on the phone and leaned back in his chair and turned his back on her. And she went around around the desk and grabbed the phone receiver out of his hand and whacked him with it. <laughs> I love it. What is this? I don't remember what it is now. We're going to have to look it up. Just look up who was on the Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon show last night. On it. Ojanti P. Taraji P. Hansen. Taraji P. Hansen. I knew it was a. There we go. An unusual name. I knew I would not remember, which is Taraji P. Hansen. Yes. She's a great actor. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was pretty funny. 
But but then I said to Ron, I said, man, Kayla, when she doesn't get her table on time and she's hungry, she's like that. <laughs> I said, we want her on our side when we can't get a table because Kayla means business. That's right. <laughs> this week, so much happened. This was a really interesting week. Well, we have a lot of things coming up. We, we do. have a lot of events coming up. We have our next live event, which happens May 4th at Full Circle Books at Mm -hmm. 7 p.m. And probably this next week, we're going to be getting our list of books ready that we're going to be reviewing. We're almost ready to let that go. Everybody lined out except for I'm still waffling on the fence on which I know I'm reviewing Terry Pratchett this time because you know how much I love Terry Pratchett. So I know I'm going there. I just don't know which one I'm going to pick yet. Vani, I think I'm going to do something that will be Star Wars related since it's May the 4th to be with you. Which is kind of, you know, funny considering Bonnie is, the, is the least spacey of all of us. <laughs> and she's the one that's participating in the At space thing. Wise. <laughs> yes. No, I would be the spaciest no matter how you look at it. <laughs> In every definition, the spacey would be me. But I don't want to do science fiction this time because I did science fiction last time. Right. Going fantasy this time. Yeah. I'm still going to review a romance. Of course you are. I am. Yeah. And then also we have our virtual world tour. What is it? Book girl? Virtual world tour. Three book girl. Three book girls. Virtual world tour. There are so many R's in that <laughs> phrase. <laughs> Anyways, we have some. Uh, we have our first set of applicants. Yay! Thank you for everybody that put woo! in woo! an application. Woo! Our uh, what is it? Forty to sixty year old male representative Scott sent I in an application. I can't believe Scott sent in an application that is so freaking cool. Hi, Scott. Hi, Scott. And it was really awesome to hear him talk because he is like right around the same place that me and Alyssa are from. Mm-hmm. So like He's his in New York. accent was like it's like home. Yeah, I, I actually slipped and talked in an accent after listening. She did. To she did. As soon as we finished listening to Scott talk, then <laughs> all of a sudden say? Bonnie was like, "It was." <laughs> I don't remember, but it cracked me up because she's so I was like, oh, sorry. far into that. That is hilarious. <laughs> So Scott's from the United States. Yeah, yeah, he's About, from he's from uh, is it uh someplace in New York? New, New York, York State, or... some place in New York State. I don't remember the exact. From the accent, I'm I'm guessing Upper State. New yeah, York. I could be wrong about that. We have That's somebody from Los Angeles. We have someone from Germany, and we have someone who lives in Belgium. Mm-hmm. All of those, and then we just had another one today before we got here. I don't know who that is yet. It's from he. She's from Texas, also. Um, oh yeah, I forgot I Texas. We had, we had Houston, and then we had another Texan too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, we have Rachel from Girl. Texas, and I think she's going to come do it in person. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. She's going to make the trip. Woohoo. <laughs> oh, I love having our book girls from all over the world. It's fun. It is really fun. It's fun huh? to listen to them talk about books, you know, people, especially ones that we've talked to like over emails mm-hmm. or whatever, to actually hear their voice. It's kind of cool. It is cool. Yeah, we <clears throat> loved hearing about them. So keep submitting because we want to hear your voices and the books you're into. Yes. And we may do more than one a month, depending on, you know, how many applicants we end up getting. We'll do more. We'll do more. We'll do more. Because it's so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I think it's cool. Now, we can discuss the reason that I nearly got into trouble at work. Uh-oh. What day was that? That the group text. Was that Wednesday? Oh, oh. <laughs> <Is that Wednesday? laughs> I think it was Wednesday. <laughs> we have this running was it Wednesday or Thursday The running group text. I think alone could be a fabulous fucking novel for us. <laughs> we, we need to do it on our outtake. I don't remember. <laughs> First of all, five people in a group text is a lot of people in a group text, especially when you're trying to work and we handle Jessica, it. Well. Especially while you're. A radio DJ who's supposed to keep a straight face while she's doing her show. So it's a live show and I'm here in the studio talking 
talking. I'm sorry. I'm looking at them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What started it? What, what was the beginning thing that started it? You saying you're going to go to Scotland next year. Oh, that's right. Okay, so Scotland is where I took my trip for when I turned 50 years old. This is before we started the podcast. This is almost five years ago now. Um, I made this trip with some girlfriends, and I was really... I I was in my closet that morning, and I found... This, the shirt that I bought while I was in Scotland. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going back to Scotland. And I got right on the group text when I got to work and said, okay, that that's it. You guys are all going to have to come with me. Start saving your money. We're going to Scotland in 2020. Because yeah. there's a book festival mm-hmm. in Scotland in late August. So our text starts out about book festivals in Scotland and then we're talking about skimpy clothes. Well, because somebody said, I know what it was. Okay. It's so you, somebody it's said, fault. This first of all, started it. <laughs> first of all, somebody said, well, this, wasn't it cold there? Right. And it said, was, yeah, I, the, the week that I was there, it was chilly. And I ended up, because I kept thinking August would be the warmest month, sort of like it is in Wyoming. No. And uh, I was not as prepared as I would have liked to be, considering how much walking and stuff you have to do outside. It's not like Oklahoma, where you get in the car and you drive everywhere. You walk everywhere. You walk everywhere. And there are a lot of fucking stairs in Edinburgh, I'm just telling you. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to do a lot of stairs, girls. Better be in shape. Yep. I'm going to start working out now. I'm borrow your elliptical. <laughs> right? We have Everyone's an entire... Take turns. We have well over a year to get ready for this. There will be no excuses. It's got to be done. There's always an excuse. Anyway, so we're talking about packing light, and Kayla says it depends on, no. on the weather. She didn't want to catch pneumonia in her lady parts. But she didn't say lady parts. Yes, yeah, she did. She I have it pulled originally. up right now. So then, uh, so then uh, Martha says <laughs> vaginal pneumonia is no fun. Do you mean vaginal? Vaginal. Vaginal. Vaginal pneumonia is no fun. Vaginal. Jesus Christ. I can't believe what you went there. So then Bonnie comes back and says. <laughs> That coochie cough is a bitch. <laughs> and I, was, I said I was going to say snatch sneezes, but that sounded wrong. Now, remember, friends, I'm trying to be live on the fucking radio. When this I'm is sitting going in a on. cube surrounded by 40-year-old people. <laughs> oh my God. Keep it cool. And of course, the next thing that comes to my mind is my favorite um, lady part slang, cooter. So cooter cough sounded better to me. So I started laughing again, and I couldn't stop. And I I cried off all my all my eye makeup. And then poor Jessica got in the class, so and she, it read all of them at so one she, time. So this is after we're already done laughing and over it. Then Jessica comes in. It was pretty funny. Oh, can you imagine what would have happened if she'd read them in class? Oh. <laughs> Jessica, would you like to share that with the last rest of the class? No. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Hand it over. <laughs> I just take the zero. Can you imagine what the teacher would have said at that? Cooter cough. Really? <laughs> Snatch sneeze. <laughs> We are terrible people. This is how all of our conversations go. We start out with something legitimate, like a book festival, and we end up with cooter cough. But that is legitimate. You only have one coochie. You can't replace it. You have to take care of it. Oh, and I know what else it was. Because you wasn't. Weren't we talking about Kayla finding a man over there? Yeah, Yeah, because we were talking about. Yeah. Because I said something about, you know, us going and hitting the single life and I could be her wingman. And she said, good weave. And I sent that picture of the, you know, the big haired lady and the boostier. Nicki Minaj. Boostier. I didn't know who it was. I just saw the picture. I'm like, that's cool. Click. <laughs> Funny, the I'm not story of our life. Vaginal in a, for a long time. <laughs> vaginal. Vaginal, vaginal <laughs> pneumonia. Vaginal. Vaginal. <laughs> What brings you in today? (laughs) (laughs) 
write letters. I just emphasized the wrong. My vagina's making a very strange noise. And I was just wondering if I might have um, vaginal pneumonia. <laughs> it's just it's just bronchitis. It's just vaginal bronchitis. Ain't be nobody right. got time for that. <laughs> makeup with me because we're going to go out after this to the Irish pub. We are. It really uh, underdressed comparison to the rest of the group. Not really. Why? I'm wearing my station you know, shirt. On a dress. I'm always in a dress. That doesn't mean Th- anything. That, that cancels everybody else out automatically. <laughs> yes. Automatically. <laughs> That's the trick, guys, though. You have to you have to figure out how to put in the lowest amount of effort. And the answer is dress, mascara, lipstick. People think you spent hours on your appearance no it was 12 minutes if i went out just with the amount of makeup you're talking about uh-huh. people would call 911 <laughs> <laughs> people see they lipstick go, and they oh immediately they don't even look at the rest of your are face are you okay are you feeling okay oh my god <laughs> you get the infamous you look really tired today. Exactly. Like, no, I just don't have makeup on. No, that isn't what I get. I'm serious. If I came to work without my eye makeup, people would lose their fucking mind. I've seen you without eye makeup. It's, it's pretty not bad. That, it's yes, not it is. I have tiny little pig eyes. Oh, my God. I have no eyelashes. <laughs> I have no eyebrows. I don't have eyelashes or eyebrows either. That's what happens when you're blonde. I know. And so I overcompensate by putting too much makeup around my eyes. And I just don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. If it makes you feel any better, you look like you have the correct amount of eye makeup on. It doesn't look like too much. It kind of is. But like I said, I don't care. It just looks like the normal But if I go out without it (laughs) and they can recognize me, that's a big if. They send me home because they think. They think you're sick. I'm going to die. This has actually happened to me, and I have utilized it <laughs> to my advantage in the past. <laughs> if I felt felt particularly hungover at my old job. You just go in without just makeup? Just go without makeup, and they would send me home. Oh, my God, you look terrible. Thanks. You need to go to the doctor. <laughs> I don't feel good. <laughs> and then they would immediately send me home, and that was it. You big faker. Hey, no makeup does it every time. Hmm. <laughs> oh, that's my vagina making that noise. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm queefing a little. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, man. And there we go again. <laughs> All that mucus is breaking up. <laughs> listen to this at work today no you're not no 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 in the car by yourself (laughs) excuse me i i can't work right now i have to go (laughs) sorry that was kind of (laughs) gross i thought it was fucking hilarious i don't even know what i'm going to review today (laughs) we're 15 20 minutes in already i have no idea i have not even looked because we're too busy talking about Cooter vaginal cough. issues. Vaginal issues? Is that what you just said? I said issues. It, she vaginal said issues. She said issues. You're having a Which hard kind time of, today, bud. I said, I said issues. Which is kind of funny, er, if you think about it. Issues. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes when that mucus starts breaking up, <laughs> you get some feminine itch. <laughs> you get issues. <laughs> Oh my God. Kayla, you drove. Glad you drove all the way up here. I love y'all. <laughs> Kayla drove all the way from Lawton for this bullshit. God damn it. <laughs> just just remember, you started all this with your pneumonia. Lady part. Pneumonia. Are you going to make it? No, I'm not. <laughs> I think I need somebody to drive me home. <laughs> well, I don't want to get pneumonia down there. No, nobody wants to get pneumonia. No, that's bad. That's so bad. I didn't know that you could. <laughs> I don't think, I don't you, think can. you can. I, mean, is that, I don't no. think that, Is that really a thing? Chime in on it, that. It might girls. be. Is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> <laughs> 
chime in on Facebook and let us know if it's possible to get your lady parts infected in that way. Or if you're friends with your family on Facebook and don't want to deal with that, just get to us on Twitter. None of your family's on there. <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, are we going to review books? Because Eventually. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it is definitely time for a transition. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know how to transition out of that. I have no idea. That's like that's like slamming a car into reverse <laughs> when you're going down the interstate. Right, because my book has nothing to do with any kind of vaginal issues. I'm glad you said issues and not issues. I tried really hard to say it correctly. Oh, you know what? Laughing that hard actually does burn calories. Yes. My, I can feel my abs now. <laughs> I do have muscles there. <gasps> it's so exciting. <laughs> Woohoo! Mm. That's my workout. Let me, let me program that into my apple. <laughs> well, this week, completely slamming it in reverse, I read kind of a fluffy book that Alyssa recommended to me. Because the last couple of weeks I've done like nonfiction kind of stuff. So I wanted something to break it up, break up the monotony. So I did, as you wish, the inconceivable tales from the making of The Princess Bride by Carrie Elwes. While this is a nonfiction book, it's very fun, interesting. And if you love The Princess Bride movie as much as I do. And I do. Then I think that you would like this book. It's... um. The person narrating it is the one who played Wesley, the um, men in, the man in black, the main male character in the book. Have you ever watched? You haven't no. seen it? You haven't seen Princess Bride? Oh, my God. No. It's oh my so God. good. She's a Princess Bride virgin. It's wow. so good. We need to break your cherry. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> For another time, we will do that. And... It just kind of tells like little tales and little tidbits and um, you learn a lot about the characters like personal lives. Um, Carrie Elwes, I don't think was as big of a star as some of the people who were in the movie first coming in, at least not in America. Now the leading lady, Robin something, I can't remember her last name. Right. She was on a soap opera. She was a soap opera star. And I actually watched the soap opera that she was on for a while. Or I should say my sister did. And I watched it with my sister, Santa Barbara. Oh, that's probably why I don't remember it. Yeah, it's not on anymore, I think, right? It's not on. No, I remember Santa Barbara. I just never watched it. Oh. But anyways, and it talks a lot about Andre the Giant, who was on on that show too, Mm -hmm. which was very interesting. I don't know. It was just really fun. I love to hear about the little antics that happen behind the scenes, especially with something that I really love, like the, the Princess Bride. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And the funny, th- and the funny thing is, is that Carrie Elwes and the guy who played played that character, Mandy Patinkin, <laughs> Mandy Patinkin, both of neither one of them were uh, proficient in sword fighting. They had to train. Whoa. For that fight scene that they did. And they, they did the fight scene, like one of the very last scenes. So the whole time that the whole four months that they were filming they the had movie, to practice, huh? they had, b- besides shooting their regular scenes, they had to go to sword practice, sword fighting practice, or fencing, I guess it's called fencing yes. practice every day. Wow. Around their schedule for shooting. So, and I know he talked about, he didn't realize how. Um, how difficult it was. And like after the first day, he said that his his core muscles and his legs just burned because you you have to use your muscles so much when you're... I mean, fencing. you're in a mid-squat the whole time. Yeah. Because you're supposed to be standing with your knees very bent. Uh-huh. And yeah, it was... And like a lot of the stunts, um, they did a lot of their own stunts. They did have stunt people there you know stunt doubles there but they did most everything themselves wow yeah Hmm. and it was it was really interesting and he talks about how um 
themselves. Yeah, don't give us too much because then then it'll spoil the spoil the goodies for us. You give us a little taste though. I'll I'll give just a little teaser. There is one particular funny antic that happens on an ATV that they had to get for Andre the Giant because when they were going to location for all of these oh, cliffs yeah. and everything, mm-hmm. and um, Andre had back problems and everything, so he was unable to walk, and the van that took him, he was too big for the van. Oh, no. Because he's like he's seven huge. He's like seven foot five and feet tall. And how many ever pounds? Like 500 pounds. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. huge. <laughs> so they got him an ATV um, to take up there that mm-hmm. was big enough for him well carrie elwes um decides he's going to give it a try one time and he did not fare so well <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say you have to read the book to find out what happened no i want to read the book yeah but it was really good and you know what <laughs> i love his voice he narrates the whole thing which makes it even better because wesley is telling you about the princess bride right oh. And they have corpse where Robin talks for a while and the director talks for a while and the person who actually wrote the book, they talk, he talks. William talk, Goldman. Mm-hmm. William Goldman. A lot of the characters, I mean, even if they couldn't be there in person, they like, they call in like, um. Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal, Fred Savage. I mean, there's a lot of big mm-hmm. names in that movie. There really yeah. was. And yeah, it was, it was really good. It was interesting. I liked it. And it's not very long. It's pretty short. The other day when my bed broke, I finished bed it. Broke. My bed broke at three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting no. information. Not interesting because all that happened <clears throat> is that the slats that hold the mattress on fell down. So my whole bed was crooked. Oh, uh, yes. That's such a delight. Yeah. And, and then, then trying, like, Shit. <laughs> trying to get out of your bed when that happens <laughs> is a freaking nightmare. Mm-hmm. While Echo is waiting for me to get her out of the crate. And all I'm doing is like wailing my arms and my legs around because I can't get out of bed. <laughs> and she just thinks it's time to be up. <laughs> so I finished reading it after that happened because I was pretty awake. But yeah, it was pretty good. I I think that if anybody wants a, a quick, fluffy book that's interesting and you love The Princess Bride, you should definitely give this a read. Because it was good. Recommended. Recommended by two of the four book girls in the studio right now. And that was called As You Wish, The Inconceivable Tales from the Making of the Princess Bride by Carrie Alwis. Inconceivable! And you know, that guy was so worried that he was going to get fired because they wanted um, a different actor. And his agent, which was stupid, told him him that um he was their second choice so he was always afraid that they were gonna fire How him mean is that? So i mean. know right way to give him like you know fill his head with doubt Why before he starts a movie someone? fire that fucking guy so i, so I would say you're not my an, agent anymore you didn't agent. like me that's <laughs> so horrible yeah <laughs> yeah and i think he did a great job i thought the, he did too I, he I was mean, excellent yeah. yes it wouldn't be the same movie without him. No, no it wouldn't. Character actors are the best, though. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yeah, I liked it. It was really... I mean, I read it actually kind of quick. Mm-hmm. It's a fast read. Yeah, well, considering, you know, I've, I I just got new headphones today because I don't know what happened to my headphones for my audiobooks, and now I only have a 10-minute drive to work, so I don't have time to read, so I've been... Trying to, you know, go home and want to listen to it until I get too sleepy and then. Well, now that you have new headphones, you can sneak some time in at work if you have time. Exactly. That's what I plan on doing. So, Alyssa, what did you read this week? I read a romance novel. No fucking way. Hey, I took like a two or three week break. What a curveball that is. (laughs) I know. This is actually, I realized it's the first romance novel I ever bought. Really? Excuse me? The first one I ever bought. Oh, it's an old one. Yes. Oh, I was going to say. Uh, I was like, what, have you been whoring yourself after <laughs> <laughs> You know what she does baby? on page 10? I do it better. <laughs> you got hey, any romance novels on there? Hey, baby. <laughs> we'll work for books. <laughs> <laughs> so the book I read 
this week uh, is called Love in the Afternoon, and it's by Lisa Kleypas, and it is actually the fifth in her Hathaway series, but you do not have to read her books in order, so reading this book is not going to give anything away. You're not going to not know what's going on when you read this book, should you decide to read it based on this recommendation because I read it first then I read some ones in the middle of this series you don't have to read anything in order it's not important (laughs) (laughs) so this book features Beatrice who is the youngest sibling of five and then the hero of this story his name is Christopher and he has recently come back from the war in Crimea this is in the 18 (laughs) late 18. 40s, early 1850s. Mm-hmm. And so um, while he was gone, he had written a letter to one of Beatrice's close friends, Prudence. And Prudence is kind of an airhead. <laughs> There's just not a lot going on. She doesn't have a lot of deep thoughts. Doesn't really a have any bag deep full of wet feelings. hammers. Hmm. Yes. Okay. What a lovely description. Yeah. If That's you exactly move, what if you pick she it is. up, it's just going to poof. But so he had written to her and she was like, this is very, you know, depressing. He's just written about the war and this isn't fun at all. And I don't want to read like I don't want to read any more of these and I don't want to write him back so that he, you know, sends me more of this boring, sad stuff. And Beatrice thinks that that's kind of wrong. And so she reads the letter and she starts writing to him, but under Prudence's name because she's the one he sent the letter oh, to. Oh, this is kind of Cyrano-ish. A little bit. <clears throat> yeah, the beginning part is a little Cyrano-ish. Um, and so they write over the course of the war. It's about two years, and they write back and forth all of these letters about what's going on near where they live. Does Beatrice know that she's doing this? Yes, Beatrice knows she's doing. Beatrice has decided to do this. He doesn't know that she's writing to him as Prudence. He no, Prudence. Does Prudence know this? Yes, Prudence does okay, know because right. she asked Prudence's permission. <coughs> she's okay. like, "Well, can I just write him, and then you don't have to?" I feel like this can't go unanswered. Mm. But so these letters that they're writing for about two years, um, I mean, they get more and more serious, and they kind of fall in love with each other. Well, Beatrice realizes that. You know, when he comes back, he thinks that Prudence has been writing these letters. And so she writes him a letter to say, you know, don't, you know, we're going to stop writing letters. I don't think this is a good idea. Um, and she writes another one that she writes just for herself to ask and asks him to come find her. And that she's not who he thinks she is. Yeah, all those pronouns are right. And <laughs> it's a big sentence. Yeah, she is not who he thinks she is. Um, But she accidentally sends the wrong one. What? She sends the wrong letter. So instead of saying the one, hey, let's stop doing this. I don't want to write you letters anymore. She sends the letter that asks him to come find her when the war is over. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, so he comes back (laughs) and uh, hijinks ensue (laughs) because she's not Prudence. And he keeps... And they live within close-ish proximity to each other. They all live in Hampshire, which is a place in England. <laughs> <laughs> Our I Brits are where. laughing their asses <laughs> off right now. Okay, it's there. <laughs> I don't know where in England it is, but it's in there. He keeps looking for all of these deep, wonderful feelings and emotions that he got out of these letters while he's talking to Prudence. But he realizes that she's, what'd you say? A wet bag of hammer, a bag of wet hammers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he can't figure it out. But he's starting to see all these features in Beatrix, and he doesn't like it. Why doesn't Prudence just tell him? Uh, well, Prudence is a bitch. So. <laughs> oh, now I get it. She's a a stupid. She's bitch. She's not a nice person. Um, she really kind of sucks. Mm. Um, she's one of those. Friends where you're like, oh, you're kind of friends, but then the second it doesn't benefit them, she's like, no, I'm not. She's gonna. out. Yeah, she's out. So, um, lovely. That's as much as the novel as I'm gonna give away because a lot of fun stuff happens. But um, I will say one of the great things about this book <laughs> is so when Christopher comes back 
um, he has PTSD and the book really explores that and what it was like hmm. back then to have PTSD when they didn't really know what that was. They called, or, it, they called it shell shock. Shell shock, mm-hmm. yes. But they didn't know how to deal with it and there wasn't anyone really to help you through it. Mm-hmm. And so it's really good and unique in that regard because you don't get a lot of that in historical novels dealing with it in a historical positive context hmm. but it was a really good read i love this book this was probably only the second time i've ever read it because i'm doing a big reread and that was love in the afternoon by lisa Claypus. so basically he got catfished <laughs> he did he got catfished yeah he did he yes this is the basis for the kayla MTV can just show cut through catfish. all this bullshit for you <laughs> but one with a positive ending there are a lot of bad endings on that show. <laughs> I've seen six seasons. I have never seen that show, but I do know what it's catfish means. It's a true joy. <laughs> mm, no, I'm not watching anything that has anything to do with catfish in any context. Oh, it's so great. No, you're 100% right. That is the story. It's catfish, but romantic. What did you read this week? Um, I guess I'm going to bring you down a notch. Okay. <laughs> I read a book called In the Night of Memory by Linda Lagarde Grover. It is a Native American fiction story. Ooh. So it's about these two little girls whose mom gives them up to, this, to state custody because mm-hmm. she's not taking care of them very well. And they've already threatened to take them from her. So she willingly surrenders them to state custody. So the book follows um, follows them through the foster care system. Like they, they don't know who they're. They don't. Their mother dis- disappears after she drops them off. They never hear from her again. And then so they go to the foster system, and eventually their tribe finds out that they're in the foster system. So they go to get um, custody of them. So the story is told from the point of view of the little girl, one of the sisters named Azur. She's the younger sister, but mentally she's the older sister. Rain mm-hmm. Rainy is older, but she she's not she's been through some stuff. Mm-hmm. So she has some developmental issues. So it's told from Azur's point of view and it's also so at first they were split when they first got set uh surrendered they were split up and mm-hmm. then finally they found a home that would take both girls so they go to their first foster home and it's it was okay it wasn't the best but it, it was okay but then they got they got tired it was too much work so they gave them back put them back in the system Aww. so they go to another foster home and this was like mommy dearest Aww. so then that's when their tribe hears about them they find out they're like hey you know, so-and-so had daughters where she had, so they have to go through all this paperwork and the tribe finally finds some family members that want them. Mm-hmm. And so they get to, they're like 13 at this point. Ugh. So they get to go back. Well, they go back and nobody still, nobody knows where their mom is. They've heard nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, the older daughter still has hope that she, they're going to find their mom. Because she still has that little girl mentality. The younger sister's like, you know what? It's just, that's what it is. So they end up, having a better life but because of all that they went through like you could see it goes up kind of when they get older you could see the differences like rain rainy really has some serious issues she developed dementia at like in her 30s oh my gosh wow yeah that is super rare Mm -hmm. so it was i liked it it was short read but yeah it follows them and it some of the stories told from like their relatives points of view and what they see in the girls and how they're growing up and what happened you get a lot of what happened to their mom you understand why she was the way that she was and why she surrendered her children because of what she went through as a child it's like a generational curse mm-hmm. basically so but i liked it it was really good mm-hmm. <laughs> um it sounds super depressing it was <clears throat> it's my first native american story so that's i think that's what i liked about it the most because you just you don't really get we know kids are in the foster system and then that's it we don't understand that but in oklahoma the rules of, on that are super strict yeah. you're not allowed to take in foster children unless you are a tribe member and that's what they had to go oh, and I fight i didn't know that yeah mm-hmm. and you cannot adopt a native child 
no matter mm-hmm. no matter what you're not allowed mm-hmm. i mean it makes sense right have really bad history of that in this state yep. people did not treat they did not children well yep. here at all this sounds like a really good book though, it was Kayla. really good it sounds really good so that was In the Night of Memory by Linda Lagarde Grover. Y'all are looking at me. Does Did make you make act? your choice? Have you been thinking this whole time? While she's still thinking, I want to give a quick shout out to Fandom Sleeves because I've been wanting a book sleeve for months, but I only wanted it in Golden Girls print. Uh-huh. So I went on Etsy and I messaged a couple of people that sell them and nobody responded to me. Well, my friend ordered a book sleeve from this lady and she was like, well, message her and see if she'll do it. So I messaged her and I was like, I'm not going to hold my breath because nobody else has responded. And she actually got back to me and I got my book sleeve in the mail this week. And awesome. you can see a picture of it on Instagram. Yes. It's, it's Golden Girls. So cute. So thank you, Fandom Sleeves. And maybe they'll make some Fandom Sleeves for us. Three book girls. From Three Book Girls. We would love that. We would think that would be awesome. That would be awesome. <clears throat> I have been, I think I told you about this. I know I did because the group that I belong to on Facebook, the fantasy science fiction group that I'm a member of, Mm -hmm. the one where I found the book, God's Behaving Badly. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody on there suggested that book to someone else and I saw it and the description sounded hilarious. So I looked it up and, and actually, um, this one I saw an article on, I think it was Book Riot or a related thing about the Hugo Awards and the things that are have been nominated for Hugo Awards. That's the science fiction fantasy, science fiction awards. And so I'm always interested to see what's been nominated. So I went on there and I noticed that this particular series was nominated. It was nominated for a series. And I'm like, God, I've never even heard of that. And it was called The Laundry Files. And I thought, well, that's a really unusual name for a science fiction book. So I went on this new group and started asking people, you know, have you ever heard of this? Is it any good? And so I started to get some good feedback and decided I would try it. So the first one in the series is called The Atrocity Archives by Charles Strauss. <laughs> Actually, I know this is going to sound weird, but one of the reasons I wanted to read the book was because the main character is called Bob Howard. <laughs> Bob Howard is a car dealership here in Oklahoma City. Bob Howard Auto Group. Bob Howard Hunter.com. And so I used to like, work for them. I know you did. Fantastic. So, I, of course, I was laughing right away when I saw this, but he is, he's basically tech support for the laundry which is a super secret government agency and all of the people that he works with have different security clearances and everything but they send him out in the field to go recover some files from somebody's computer and he ends up inadvertently working his way into a security security clearance because he finds out some stuff so now he basically is in up to his eyeballs um, in some really fucking strange stuff. And we're talking things like parallel universes. Okay, I'm just going to say space Nazis. Space Nazis. Okay. Don't at us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't what? Don't at us. It's not my fault. It's just... The, the bad guys in this particular book are kind of tongue-in-cheek. It's not a funny book at all. It's extremely dark. Extremely dark. I kind of went into it, just reading the description, thought that it sounded funny. And one of the things that I asked, that, that was one of the questions that I asked in this group. And they're like, no, 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 it's not funny at all. It is seriously dark. So I thought, ah, oh, screw it. I'm going to read it anyway. And not only did I fucking love it, but I, bu- I went and bought the next one. And I had to buy them because they didn't have them at the library. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I liked them. I liked the fact that 
he was kind of on the outside and then he got in to they kind of drafted him almost mm-hmm. to be the, in the super secret agency, which was fun, you know, and then he he sees a girl. Of course he does. And he likes the girl. And then the girl gets in trouble. <gasps> and then he saves the girl, kind <gasps> of. You know, so it's really a traditional kind of story, but it's all wrapped up in science fiction and the weird, yes, Cthulhu, space Nazis. Yeah. I don't like Nazis. I'm not saying I like them. But space Nazis are an interesting concept. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, it, it <laughs> but they're not the good guys. So, yeah. But it it has some really interesting um, concepts. A lot of the parallel universe type stuff is sort of woven in with the whole spy type mentality. It sounds a little like the second book to Carter and Lovecraft. It it's it reminded me a lot of. I mean, Carter there's not Lovecraft. space Nazis, but there's a lot of but regular Nazis, Nazis yes. in, and it's a parallel universe. Yes, I actually thought about. Um, I thought about Carter and Lovecraft a lot while I was reading this. Um, and and I, there's a huge tie into Cthulhu and yep. mm-hmm. in that book. Yep. And I also was thinking about The Rook. Oh, that one I didn't read. The Rook and Stiletto were both kind of weird, um, secret, super, super secret government agency type stuff. So you got the spies and you got the weird and it's just, it's definitely not as good as The Rook and Stiletto, which were two of my favorite novels. Mm -hmm. But I do like this a lot. And the fact that there are, I can't remember if it's seven or nine books, one or the other. So you got some reading ahead That's going to keep me in some serious sci-fi for a while. And I love it when I discover something that's been there all along and I didn't know about it. And it's British. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey. So you know how I feel about that. Takes place in London. We got a British narrator up in here. And I am in the cream. I'm loving it. So if you're interested in reading something that falls into that category and you want to know all about the laundry, check out the first book in the laundry files. The Atrocity Archives by Charles Strauss. Um, I mean, I probably won't read it because I do read about Nazis, but no. not space Nazis. No, I think it's a little too far out for you, Bonnie. I don't think you'd dig it. Yeah. Although, having said that, one of the things I liked about this book was the fact that it had a lot of science and math in it. I do like science. So and they're math. very, very smart, very sophisticated, very logical things going on in it, which was cool. I, I was thinking about you the whole time. I was thinking, okay, Vonnie would have had to stop and look that up, but I don't need to. Let's just keep going. <laughs> you can look it up later. And then, of course, I forgot about it and didn't need to look it up later. Because you know I would. Yes. You would have had to look a lot of shit up in this book because mm-hmm. there was reference to a lot of science and math. But I like that because it makes it feel more authentic. Mm. Maybe it makes you feel like you're learning. Kind of. Well, it just made it seem more real. Ah, gotcha. Even though it's not real, none of it's real, but it made it feel like it might be real. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Because it could happen. Could maybe. It could happen. Yeah. I love the idea that a parallel universe might exist somewhere out there. It's an interesting... Interesting concept. It's not very often I read a book about parallel universes, but just the thought of it is kind of interesting. Or like time traveling and the butterfly effect. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff. That's cool shit right there. It boggles the mind. I've barely eaten anything all day. I'm a little hangry. You want my my mom to bring you some of her picante? (laughs) Picante Picante spaghetti? spaghetti. (laughs) I really, when your mom eats it, I need an update on how it turned out. (laughs) Because it's either going to be great or disgusting. There's not going to be a middle ground for that N- at no. all. And she she'll me. never be able to duplicate it again if <laughs> no. it is good. She told me that she thought it was going to be too hot for her, but Grandpa said that he would eat it. So I told her to uh, get some nacho chips and some cheese and just make spaghetti nachos. <laughs> <laughs> Slap some cheese on that shit. It'll taste all right. <laughs> Everything tastes better with a little cheese. 
And if you're in Oklahoma, you'll slap some ranch on it, too. God knows why. Oh, ranch and spaghetti? Ooh, they put ranch on everything Look, here. Look, I'll put ranch disgusting. on everything, but I won't put ranch on that. Mm. It's actually pretty good. I would do good. anything what? for love, but I, I won't, won't do that. that. Now, that was a Dr. Pepper commercial. <laughs> that Which... was not Dr. Pepper commercial. That was meatloaf. I know it was meatloaf, but it's also a Dr. Pepper commercial. So much food is happening right now. <laughs> and I was I'm just, just going to say, people in Oklahoma love their Dr. Pepper. And people so in Oklahoma love their ranch. Ranch and Dr. Pepper. Ranch on everything. Dr. Dr. Pepper today. They're not wrong. They even put their ranch ranch on their pizza. What kind of I was just, alchemy it's is so that? so good. It's, it's very good. I learned how to do that when I got here in junior high. Oh, man. Haven't gone back since. It's so yeah. good. Nuts. It's it's good. Ranch. It's, you guys are nuts. Mm-hmm. Ranch and hot sauce. I mean, if I could eat it, I would. So because good. when I could eat it, I totally did that when I moved to Oklahoma. Everything can drown in ranch and I'll Let's be happy. Let's just add 20,000 more calories to everything you put in your mouth. Well, in yeah. New York, everything you dipped it, blue cheese. Yeah. Everything blue was cheese blue cheese really dressing. They're, Let's they're just sister dressings. Yeah. Let's <laughs> add some ranch. mold to your food. Listen, good ass mold, though. Ooh, it's delicious. Good mold. mold. Delicious mold. <laughs> I am not a fan of blue cheese. That I love good. it. Really, it's really. It's some stinky, delicious cheese. Mm-hmm. It is. I still like blue cheese. That's, I'm gagging just thinking about it. Blue cheese is worth the stomach ache it gives me. It's disgusting. Amen. Yes. I will still, I still eat blue cheese, even though I probably shouldn't. Sprinkle that shit on some salad. And then eat it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand Yum. that kind Yum. of, that makes no sense to me. Blue cheese crumbles and then some ranch dressing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably put blue cheese. cheese dressing. Ooh, yeah, and feta. Other good stinky cheese. Some, some bacon on top. Martha's going to vomit. I love feta, <laughs> but it's hard for me to hold my gorge down. I hate to tell you, but all cheese is made with mold. Uh, it's blue cheese is disgusting. Gorgonzola Delicious. is very close to disgusting. Gorgonzola is stronger than blue cheese, so I'm really confused. Gorgonzola mold. is the what? Um, I don't Ron know. puts that on one yes, of his pizzas. He puts it right? on one of his pizzas. Yes, he it's makes delicious. He mm. makes. Um, it was delicious. My mouth is watering right now. It was that delicious. sounds delicious. Gorgonzola, fabulous. arugula, balsamic. Marinated figs. Yes. It's delicious. Fresh mozzarella. Mm. What else am I missing? There's something else right on now. it too, and I can't think of Isn't what it there is. like prosciutto? Prosciutto. Thank prosciutto. you. Oh so you God, got the salty it. and you got the sweet and you got and the peppery. He's perfecting his um his gluten free crust. That's what I've heard. Yeah. It's yes. pretty good. Yep. Yes. It's very fibrous though. <laughs> I will have to say. <laughs> Bonnie had to squeeze her butt cheeks together after pizza night that time. <laughs> Let me tell you, everything was quite regular for the next day or so after that. Well, we went from coochie cough to uh, <laughs> regularity to regular poops. It all <laughs> happened on this podcast. It- well, you know, that's what your mom asked you when you have stomachache. Did you poop today? <laughs> yes, I had some of Ron's pizza. We're all good. <laughs> On that note, that's going to do it for Three Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.